Welcome back to another episode of Eye of the Storm, a Guelph Storm podcast with myself, Ryan Drury, the voice of the Guelph Storm on Rogers TV. And I'm very pleased to be joined by a very special guest today. We're trying to kind of mix it up, all right? We, we, we talk to the players, we talk to the coaches, we want to talk to everybody that's involved with the Guelph Storm and a huge part of the franchise, as is with any franchise, is the fan base. And we're very pleased to be joined by a key member of that fan base, Jordan from the Storm Track fan group jordan how are you man i'm doing fantastic thanks ryan for taking time for us on the storm trackers absolutely okay so maybe i i know that a lot of people in the royal city are but for anybody who's not familiar with the storm trackers who you guys are what you do tell us a little bit about it yeah awesome so we're a non-for-profit organization and a uh, fan club a booster club that supports the participation for storm fans uh, we take great pride in presenting the Paul Fenley Academic Award each month, um, and that's something we raise funds for. Um, and the Academic Awards and the Fan Favorite Awards at the, uh, the players' presentation each year. Um, since 2016, the trackers have supported McFadden's movement as our charity of choice. And uh, as you know, Ryan and many others, Garrett McFadden, the former captain of the Guelph Storm, um, 2017 OHL Humanitarian of the Year and 2018 OHL and CHL Humanitarian of the Year. And so the charity that Garrett created, the movement, uh, supports CMHA Waterloo Wellington and West for Youth Online. Um, and we've been lucky enough to support Garrett in his movement um, and uh, donate each year. And for the past couple of years, we've been able to join Garrett and Storm alumni on the links and actually... Uh, have a great time at his golf tournament. So the trackers executive have joined Cedric Rolf and Cooper Walker the past two years. And it's been amazing to support mental health and catch up with some storm legends on the links. Absolutely. You guys do such great work out there. And, and I think that, you know, it's a bit of a misnomer that you guys are kind of just a fan group. You guys are doing a lot of legwork and doing great local work in terms of charitable fundraising, including the Paul Fenley Memorial Award, uh, which is given every month, obviously, to uh, the top uh, academic player on the team. It's always a great time when that gets handed out. I'm interested just from your perspective, Jordan, from a personal standpoint, how you became involved with the trackers and maybe even go so far back as to tell us a bit about how you became a storm fan. Yeah, for sure. So my storm fandom came from being a youngster in Guelph um, and just going to storm games. Um, I, I don't look that old to some, but uh, 32 this year and I've been going to storm games for about 25 years now. So Back in uh, 1996, I was able to get some tickets through uh, through a grade one program. Uh, I quickly became uh, involved in school patrolling and getting as many free tickets to Storm Games as humanly possible and getting down to the rink into Memorial Gardens. And so that's where my fandom really begins. Um, some of my earliest Storm memories are running around Memorial Gardens and having Rita Campbell chase us down and watching Chris Madden just stop every shot that was thrown at him. So... That's really where my my storm fandom began. Um, but my start with the trackers really started back in 2018, 2019. I was always trying to be involved at the rink and uh, started some great conversations with Randy Fluelling, who is on the trackers executive. Um, and they sort of reached out to me and asked, uh, can you help us with social media? They were having a hard time just setting up some social media accounts and, and creating a, a bigger community that wasn't just word of mouth at the rink. Um, and then, so that's sort of how I got involved initially. 
Um, and then in 2021, I got elected as vice president of the, uh, the storm trackers and part of the executive. And so that really came as a part of just my, my fandom and just trying to create a, a community greater than a group of people going to a hockey game. Yeah. Which I think is the cool aspect of it. And it's something that's very unique. And I think that every team should have some version of the storm trackers, uh, you know, going, and I know a lot of them do, and you guys organize, you know, bus trips. I know the Oshawa trip is usually something that is on the calendar. Um, there's a bunch of different stuff that's always going on with you guys at the arena. You have a stand up there as well, where you guys are selling merch and stuff like that for anybody who maybe wants to, you know, see is seeing this and hearing about you guys for the first time and wants to buzz by there. Where do you guys typically set up at the Sleeman center? Yeah, so we're situated at the top of section 114 there. And like you said, we've got a bit of a table there. We sell memberships. And so as part of our memberships, we do a bunch of draws every year. And then another big staple of our club is selling the player buttons, like you mentioned. Um, so this gives our fans and families a chance to support their favorite player for just a couple of dollars. Um, and that's one of my favorite things that I've been involved with with the Storm Trackers is just making the, the player buttons and and getting the kids excited about their favorite player. Um and then um, another huge portion is the bus trips, like you said. I feel like that's a staple of our club and really a staple of how dedicated our Storm fans are. Um, so we went to Oshawa last year with 88 Storm fans, another bus trip of 56 to Oshawa earlier this season. Um, and now we're planning a trip to Sarnia. So we have uh, 56 people already signed up for our Sarnia bus trip. That's on Saturday, February the 10th. Um, so if you come down to the storm trackers table, you're for $65, you're able to sign up for that trip. Um, and then we will be announcing another trip. And so this is a uh, breaking news, I guess, but, uh, we'll be off to Owen sound on Saturday, March the 23rd as well, the second last game of the season. So we're just in the works of planning that. Um, so come see us at the table to sign up for that in a couple of weeks time. That's awesome. I love it. Breaking news on the podcast. We love that. Um, you know, Jordan, you mentioned obviously the buttons and, you know, people being able to come by and, you know, kind of sport their favorite player on any given season through, through the buttons. I'm sure having watched the storm for as long as you have, uh, you know, roughly about the same amount of time I've been watching them. I, I remember going when I was, you know, roughly that age too, when I was a little kid in Arthur Guelph was our, was our home OHL team. And I'm sure you've had a lot of favorite players come through the ranks over the years, maybe rattle some of those off. Cause I can remember back in the day, you know, I, Marty St. Pierre was kind of the first guy I really fell in love with. Uh, who are some guys that really stick out to you over the years? Yeah, for sure. So Chris Madden, I guess, is somebody who sticks out to me as a goaltender. Um, somebody I gravitated towards as a youngster, for sure. Um, and then in terms of goaltenders, Tom McCollum is another one that really stands out for me. Um, was just a rock in net for us. And then um, more of a recent name is Nico Dawes. And so those three are probably my top three storm goaltenders of all time. Um, but then when we start talking about skaters. I really leaned in on Dustin Brown when I was a youngster. He was my favorite by far. Um, he was the hardest player to play against and the, the opposition's least favorite player by far. Um, he was gritty. He was tenacious and he knew how to put, put the puck in the net. Um, and so Dustin Brown was just my favorite. Uh, I remember some of my best memories were back in 2002. I got a chance to go to the Memorial cup in Guelph. And so 
um, I remember we got tickets to the Q game and to the WHL game. And so watching uh, Kootenai play Guelph was an amazing game. Uh, I remember Jared Stoll, just a man amongst boys um, and just some of the craziest junior hockey I'd seen as a youngster. Uh, the, the level of play was just basically next level. You could see those, those pro level habits coming out. Um, so Dustin Brown definitely was a huge favorite of mine. Martin St. Pierre as well. I remember seeing that Easton synergy stick as a kid that, that just bright yellow stick, one piece flying around. Um, he was a rock star for us in 2004. Um, another name that was one of my favorites was Drew Doughty, everybody's favorite, but Drew again was just two or three years ahead of his competition and his peers. And so we saw that development just skyrocket take off. And so I remember in 2008 sitting around with family and watching the draft and knowing like, we're not going to see him, but we're, we're, we're going to send off. And, uh, he ended up with the LA Kings, which was my favorite NHL team via Dustin Brown. So that's also another amazing connection for me. And then I'd say some of my re more recent favorites are Cedric Ralph and Ben McFarland. Um, two smaller, hardworking, uh, extremely tenacious players uh, who on and off the ice were just amazing. Um, just definitely some of my favorites. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, I, and Ben McFarlane and I kind of crossed over a little bit. I, I definitely had an appreciation for 22 and all the work he did out there. It's it's very easy to root for the smaller guys that play a lot bigger than they are on the ice, for sure. And when you look at this year's team, there's a number of guys that are like that. The team, they're the best defensive team in the OHL. They work so hard every night. I'm sure that guys like Max Nemesnikov probably jump off the page for you. And I'm sure the fan base as a whole, we know how popular guys like him are this year. Yeah, absolutely. And if, even if you think into that younger group, that's just come on um, a kid like McFadden, he's just, he's come out flying. He's come out tenacious. He's come out with so much speed and energy um, and he plays bigger than he is. Right. And so we do have, I wouldn't say the largest team in the league, not the smallest team in the league, um, but some of those smaller players for us play a lot bigger than they, uh, than they seem to on paper. What's your opinion on the team so far this year? They've had a really great start. As I mentioned, they're more stout than anybody else across the rest of the league. They have been so, so good in their own end and the goaltending performances have been absolutely spectacular as well. How are you feeling about the team and their chances this year? Um, I'm feeling really good about our chances this year. Um, Honestly, I think I'm going to echo something that's been said again and again, and even by the players themselves is the thing that I see as a difference is the chemistry, the connection um, that is there on, on a couple of different levels. So I see it there on the ice and I see it off the ice with the way they communicate with each other, but then I can see it um, with the fan club as the parents as well. Um, I see the the groups of parents coming together and, and how collaborative they are and how engaged they are as friends, that's bleeding over, right? And so this group of kids, a lot of them have developed together and that's been very, very beneficial. And I think that that's going to lead them into the playoffs. That's what's going to give them that extra step. They're all playing for each other. There's no individual on this team that I can see from afar. Um, and that has broken down Guelph Storm teams in the past. 
um, they're playing for each other. And I can see that. Yeah, they certainly are. And I mean, it's all led by the captain, Braden Bowman. I mean, everybody that I've talked to on the show, they, they all bring up Bonesy in the way that he's become such a leader. You've watched a lot of great captains come through that room over the years in Guelph. What kind of sticks out to you about Bonesy and the way that he kind of conducts himself? Because all that the guys say to me is he's there first, practices like a pro already, does all the things the right way, like everybody already looks up to him. What are you seeing out of Braden Bowman in terms of the lore around him as a captain of this great club? Yeah, I, I would say all of those things and more. Um, the one thing that stands out for Braden for me is he's bought in, in entirely in the in the community in the team in his teammates everything um so quick story but one of the first times i met brayden was back in i think 2018 or 2019 at garrett mcfadden's road hockey tournament so we entered a team into the mcfadden's road hockey tournament went out there it was just for fun for us and we got smoked <laughs> bonesy and a group of uh, uh guys he went to victus academy with uh, ended up joining us and uh i think we lost nine nothing so i immediately was uh talking to brayden a little bit i knew he was drafted at that point fifth round pick and so um i could see his dedication already he was trying to integrate himself into the team as much as possible he wanted to be a part of the community this was not a mandatory activity that he had to come out for right this is him in integrating into the community looking at a former player and saying hey i want to be a part of this and coming out and joining some some current players and getting a chance to meet people and talk to people and he was really engaged from the start um and you can see kids like ben mcfarland passing that knowledge on and cooper walker passing that knowledge on right and so that lineage right has come from kids who have really invested in guelph really invested in the storm and really bought into the system. And that's, that's a Braden Bowman for me. Yeah, I completely agree. He's uh he's a pretty special kid. It's, it's always fun to kind of run into him at the rink and have a quick chat with him. He's uh yeah, he's one of the good ones for sure. You know, when you look around at, uh, at the rest of the league and how things are starting to shake out, you know, as we record this, we're not very far from the trade deadline. Is there anything in particular that you think Guelph should maybe target in terms of trying to bolster this roster, which is already pretty competitive, Jordan? Yeah, certainly. And I don't know if this is breaking news to you, Ryan, but I'm hearing that Jeff Merrick is saying that the Peterborough Peets are sending Sam McHugh and Connor Smith to Owen Sound. Yeah. For Nico Addy and Martin Matechuk, sorry. Um, and so it looks like Owen sounds a buyer in the sense that we are going to have a couple of buyers in our, our division. Um, and so it's, it's a hard, um, it's a hard decision to make, but I believe that we will become a bit of a buyer in a sense too. Um, I believe we are going to make some ads at the trade deadline, but it's, it's to be determined in this sense too. Um, the good thing and the bad thing, it's just the thing, is injuries, right? The injuries are all going to come back to fruition in a sense that we will have a bunch of healthy bodies going into February. And so that's going to be its mini trade deadline in its own sense that we haven't had Cam Allen all year, which is just a staple of our blue line. Um, and so to have Cam back, to have Quinn Bouchain back, to have Sandu healthy um, is really going to change our lineup. And so I don't think we need to become the biggest buyer at the deadline, 
but I do believe that we will become a bit of a buyer in that sense. Um, but only time will tell. Yeah, you're right. And and we'll certainly be chatting with George Burnett whenever the uh whenever all that action concludes. And I agree. I mean, obviously they're so defensively sound. They have a dearth of of depth at that blue line position. Maybe they use some of that to go and acquire a forward potentially. Obviously, they'd like some more goal scoring, but who's to say? And they've got plenty of picks laying around as well. So, And they've already used a couple of those to bring, obviously, Tommy Budnick over. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting trade deadline as always. And, you know, I bring up George Burnett. Obviously, he's a legend around this league and, and for very good reason. One thing that's always stuck out to me about George is that he always likes to make sure he's got those OA blue liners, and he always seems to hit slam dunks in the import draft. He's done it again this year. Just uh, your your impressions of what George has done so far in his time here in Guelph because he's already laid quite an indelible mark. Well, there's there's really two eras of George as well. If we really think back, we... Uh... We had George behind the bench in 1998 playing Ottawa in the finals and winning, uh, winning it all. And in 2019, we had George behind the bench playing Ottawa in the finals and winning it all. So um, we've had, we've had two editions of George Burnett. George Burnett's been nothing but good to Guelph, um, but he's tenacious with his trades and he is he's very strategic. Um, and so, like you said, we have some more draft picks in the closet. And um, we have a lot of draft picks that we've used, I believe, that are that have produced quality players. Our uh, our draft from the last year is turning out to be a great one. Um, and so, with three or four players playing in that lineup from the draft, honestly, I I would like to see more of those draft picks get spent. Um, and I think that George is willing to do that. But again, he's willing to hold his cards close to his chest and wait for the right time. Yeah, I certainly agree. He's, he's one of the better poker players around uh, the OHL, I'm sure. He's he's always kind of, you know, giving you a lot, but also a, a little. He He's very good at kind of hiding how he truly feels and what he's going to end up doing. And then when he does make moves, almost always they typically end up paying off. Um, Jordan, I, I wondered just, uh, in terms of, you know, the, the storm trackers and you mentioned obviously the executive branch, how big is the executive branch just in terms of people running it and how many current members are there? Yeah, great question. So on our storm trackers executive, we're a group of seven. Um, so that includes myself, Suzanne and Randy Fluelling. Um, Suzanne is our president, uh, Joanne Skert, who's our secretary. Uh, Al Platt and Steve McGar, who are our other two directors. Um, and so uh, at this time, we're an executive of seven and our membership has just increased. And so when I joined the Storm Trackers, we were about 150 members. Um, this year, we're just over 260. And so wow. we're trying to hit trying to hit the 300 mark this year. Um, but we've almost doubled in size since I've joined the joined the executive. It's incredible. And again, section 114, just up there on the concourse, that's where you can go and, uh, and become a member obviously, and take part in all the great initiatives and, and things like that. I, I wonder as well, you know, you mentioned obviously Garrett McFadden and McFadden's movement. I saw Steph Karate at the arena recently at the, at the Erie home game. And I know she helped out a ton with that. It was great to see her. Um, obviously there's so many people around the storm 
former players like Garrett and, of course, you guys, the fan base, really the whole city of Guelph that gets behind this team and seemingly anything that it's involved in. It's a pretty special junior hockey community, and I don't know that anybody would know that better than you, Jordan, being local and everything like that. What's it mean to you to, A, be part of the Storm Trackers, but, B, see the impact that not only the team but the Storm Trackers and the whole fan base has in a positive sense around the community? Yeah, it's incredible. Incredible one, like you said, to be a part of, um, just an honor to be a part of. Um, but the impact is what's the bigger thing for me. Um, I see in and out game after game, the organization itself is creating opportunities to give back to the community and the fans game in and game out are delivering, right? Whether it be coats for people in need, whether it be books, whether it be food, whatever that charity is, our fans are willing to give back. Um, and so for 20 plus years now, the Guelph Storm Trackers have been holding a jersey draw. The jersey draw supports the Guelph Shrine Club and the Montreal Children's Hospital. And then the other portion of that is going towards McFadden's movement, right? And so we are trying to make as much of an impact in our community as humanly possible and have fun at the same time. And so that's what really lights me up about being a part of the storm and a part of the Storm Trackers. Yeah, it's a spectacular initiative, obviously, and you guys have a lot going on. Um, again, Section 114 is where you can go on game days and come and visit Jordan and the Storm Trackers. Maybe consider becoming a member. They'd like to hit 300 this year. Come on. They're only, what, two, 260 members? You're, you're only 40 shy. I, I, that can be done. Absolutely. It'd be nice for sure. So go and see them, Section 114. I want some predictions from you, Jordan. Now, obviously, the team scoring race, it's pretty tight right now. Jet Luchenko's having a great year in terms of points. He's putting up a ton of assists and scoring beautiful goals when he scores, of course. Braden Bowman likes to snap some in. He had another great weekend. Nemesnikov's always involved there, too. They're battling for the goal-scoring lead. Ultimately, at the end of this, though, and I'm sure the guys will tune in and see this, who do you think is going to come out on top in terms of points and who's going to lead the team in goals at the end of the day? Cause it's quite a race right now. Yeah. Good question. I'll pick two different players that may be the same guy, but I'm going to pick two different players um, in terms of assists. And I think points in general, I'm going to put Bushinger in the, in that spot. He's got a lot of time on the ice and he knows how to dish it. And I've just loved the fact that he's been, very not afraid to shoot the puck at all. Um, he's He's got a lot more shots on goal this year than last. And so it's nice to see Bushinger um, dish it and also just clap it into the net. Um, and I'm going Luchenko. Luchenko is just, uh, has had a little bit of magic, has had a little bit more ice time, obviously, um, but has had the ob absolute opposite of a sophomore slump. Um, he's really come into his own in this league. Um, and I know injury was a little bit of a problem by the end of the season last year. And he had a, a couple of issues coming into the beginning of the season this year, but he's looked with nothing but lights out. Yeah. He's been spectacular. I mean, I, we've talked about him a lot in the booth. I mean, the step forward that he's taken, keep in mind after a very injury riddled rookie season, which could be very challenging too, trying to find your feet. And he was hurt for quite a while to see what he's done this year has just been unbelievably great. And uh, I think he's going to be a fixture 
in that middle of the ice for a good long while. Jordan, it's been a pleasure to have you on and catch up, learn a little more about the Storm Trackers. Once again, let everybody know where they can find you guys. Section 114 in the arena on game days, but you're all over social media as well. You're piloting that. Where can people follow and find out more about what you guys are up to? Yeah, pretty easy to find online. So on Instagram, we're just at Guelph Storm Trackers. Um, on Twitter or X, whatever you're calling it these days, it is uh, at Storm City Fans. And on Facebook, if you just look up Guelph Storm Trackers Club, you'll find us. Awesome. That's great, man. And again, let's help push them over 300 members, guys. All right. They're in section 114. They're not that far away. If you're watching this, considering becoming a member, maybe you just found out about the storm trackers here. Go on over to section 114 and consider signing up. Let's push them over 300. These guys are doing great work for the community. And of course, for storm fans everywhere. Jordan, I really appreciate you doing this, my friend. Thanks so much. eh? Thank you very much, Ryan. Thanks for all you do. The Eye of the Storm podcast has been something I'm uh, listening to on a weekly basis now. So looking forward to hearing the next one. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the support. All right. You can find this show on our YouTube channel. Just search Eye of the Storm, a Guelph Storm podcast. Remember, you can find us as well on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us right on the team's website. And hey, you want tickets? You want to come down? Visit Jordan and the Storm Trackers at Section 114. Catch this great Guelph Storm team and watch them teach everybody else how to play defense this year. You can get tickets on that Guelph Storm website or at the box office at the Sleeman Center. Hope to see there for a game sometime this year that's been another week here on eye of the storm podcast we'll be back next week with more from the guelph storm